This is Fantasy Football Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network 2021, Week 6, Thursday night football. Bucks at Eagles. DraftKings picks, bets, props, and prize picks. If you missed any of the shows on Mayo Media Network, specifically on Fantasy Football Picks and Bets, what are you doing? I know I'm here filling in from Griffin Swanson, but just released Lauren Carpenter's best streams of the week. The dumpster diving deep plays you need to do. Laquan and Scott Simpson have the best starts and the best sits of the week. Pete's Overzets, DraftKings, Breakdown, First Look, and Research is already up now. And on Thursday evening, two of the best there is to do it. Like, people tune into my DraftKings show. It's me and Leone on the Pat Mayo Experience on Thursday. Good show, fun show. Leone's great. And then I ask him stupid questions, and we have some fun. But on Thursday evening, a show gets released on this feed. Sub to it, by the way. With JT Hayes and Tyler Tambellini from Run Pure Sports. And they actually crush NFL and play high volume in DraftKings. Put it that way. Uh, It's not like me. These guys are playing like my mortgage on DraftKings every single week. Probably more, to tell you the truth. So you probably want to tune in to see what they have to say as well. And you can find all of that both on Mayo Media Network for the video version and on the Fantasy Football Picks and Bets audio feed. Find that down in the description. Okay, let's talk about the injuries for this game right now because it's kind of telling uh, when we look at what's going on here. Initially, Tom Brady had been banged up. He was spotted Tuesday with a wrap on his thumb. He practiced in full on Wednesday, so just expect him to be fine. When I did my rankings show this week with Seeley, we kind of talked it through, and he was like, Pat, you don't need to worry about this, so I'm not going to worry about it, okay? But the guys that are out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, there's no Rob Gronkowski, so we'll get another Cameron Brayton, O.J. Howard mess, which we won't be able to predict correct. And frankly, both of them will probably be terrible because that's just what happens. Levante David and Antoine Winfield are both out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. So this depleted secondary gets more depleted, losing their top safety. And Levante David and his ability to cover horizontally on the field and get the running backs out of the backfield his speed to match up with tight ends I mean, he's, it's going to be a problem out there. If Jalen Hurts can make the throws, it's going to be a real problem. Uh, Gio Bernard's going to play. Antonio Brown's going to play. Chris Godwin um, popped up on Tuesday with an on the injury report with a knee and or ankle injury. He was a full participant on Wednesday, but the numbers just haven't been there for Godwin outside of like week one. So uh, he'll be the lowest owned, I'd wager, of the Buccaneers receivers. I don't necessarily mean when we run the Sims on this and try to find optimal lines. We'll see if Godwin pops up in it. How about that? On the Eagles side of the ball, Dallas Goddard's on the COVID list. He ain't playing. Zach Ertz is starting. And Lane Johnson, for personal reasons, will not be on the offensive line. So... It's you know, you're down you know, one of your main focal points of your passing game, and one of the guys who's the best at blocking for you. So expect to see a lot of Jalen Hurts just running around in the backfield. So those are the main injuries from this game. Uh, Jason Kelsey will be playing in this contest for the Eagles, so that's good. Uh, and most of their offensive line is back right now. And when we get into the projections for this game and when we do run the sims i'm going to customize it to what i think is going to happen to this game because i think that tools i mean you can take the baseline optimization that's probably better than what i'm going to do to be perfectly honest with you but i like to tell myself the story of the game and then run that so if i'm right on the game my DraftKings plays will reflect that. But first, I want to talk about prize picks. And you can go to prizepicks.com right now. And if you use the code MMNNFL, that's a new code for new depositors. If you use that right now, you get a free $25 if Tom Brady 
completes a pass in this game. So, and you also get the $100 match deposit. So the best way to kind of rig this, so you come out with maximum amount of money, is deposit $100 at prizepix.com with code MMNNFL. That's easy stuff. You can find all this in the description too. Link brings you right there. And then deposit $100. That means you'll get a match of $100. So you got a free $100 just for depositing $100. So now you have $200. And then play a $25 entry on the Thursday night contest. I'll fill one out for you right now. And if Tom Brady completes a pass, Tom Brady doesn't even need to be in this lineup. As long as he completes a pass, you're a new player and you have a Thursday night football lineup on prizepicks.com, you'll just get $25. You might as well make the $25 entry and then boom, the, the worst you could be sitting there is depositing $100 and having $200. Best case scenario, you win three times your money and then you deposit $100 and then all of a sudden you have $300. So I would highly recommend you take advantage of this. Taking advantage of these sites and the, like the promos that they're giving away is like the most free money that you're ever going to get. So you might as well try to make that money work for you. So let's jump over to prizepicks.com right now and see what we can find in terms of best plays. The one that I really liked when I was doing my research. So for prize picks, you need, if you're going to play Thursday night football, you can play the quote unquote, like same game one. So up to five guys in the same game, if you want to, but you can't double up on the same player and you have to have at least one player from each team in any contest that you're going into so i went with receptions in this game so i'm scrolling down i'm scrolling down i'm scrolling down where are we at here oh quez Watkins. yeah he's actually seen an uptick right now in terms of routes run and snap share versus jalen rager here's the issue though quez Watkins doesn't have more than three catches in any game so far this season and even though they there is a beat up secondary the offensive line will it be able to hold up for jalen hurts in this contest i'm not necessarily sure about that and even with the uptick in snap share quez Watkins is just seeing such a low a dot and if you're going to take advantage of this buccaneer secondary you're going to go deep down the field that leans old devonta smith that leans jalen rager quez Watkins. Eh, don't know about that one i like the under on quez Watkins' three receptions so i mean i need to you know at least see what everything is telling me on this so i go to run and you can do this too run slash mayo if you want a discount and it's my favorite thing to do with any player prop that pops up and it's been especially great for prize picks so far so we'll type in quez Watkins, and the betting line is three receptions and if we just put the juice down to even money, which it would be on prize picks, you're not paying VIG on either side of this, although you have to play at least two picks and one from each team. So we'll try to find someone from Tampa here in a second and see how this goes for us. All right, let's see. Over under three receptions. Uh, actual odds, 60%. Okay. Not bad. For the under, it comes out as a push a lot of the time. The medium projection is two. So over three receptions hits around 20% of the time. Under three reception hits about... 61% of the time, and then it's a push the rest of the time. So even if you end up, you know, you can push on your prize picks entry, and then if you just get the other side correct, you're still going to win. You won't win three times. You'll get like, beat down just a little bit, but you'll still end up being a winner. Now, if you take this in the MMN prize picks props pool and it's a push, it's a loss uh, because you have to get all five correct. And technically, you wouldn't get it correct. A loss is the same as a tie as it pertains to our contest that we're running, but you know, that's tracked on a spreadsheet. That's not what's actually going on at prize picks. So I really like the Quez Watkins under three receptions. So I have the Philly side all figured out for myself. Now we need to find what is going on on the Tampa Bay side. And once again, for runthesims.com slash mayo for that discount, what that just did is take the baseline projections of the game, the perceived pace, the perceived snap share, and then it ran a simulation of that game 10,000 times and then gave me that chart. Here, let's take a look at it again. 
You can see it's a bit wavy uh, of how it comes in because we're dealing with such low numbers in this game. So you can see the median just comes out at number two. So there's a lot of the, I mean, almost 20% of the time he goes over this number, but you know, that's one in five, that's 20%. Uh, I'll take my, take my uh, chances <clears throat> with Quez Watkins, the under three in this spot. So let's try to find one that really works out for us. You know, I actually think Philly covers in this game. So that will somewhat impact what's going on. So we really need to scroll through and see what's what here. Too bad we don't have rushing yards, but let's say touchdowns. Leonard Fournette over under one touchdown. Seems pretty good. Ron Gio Bernard is going to be back, but even when you look at the snap shares from last week, uh, although Bernard had the touchdown, the receiving touchdown, he only played seven snaps. So Leonard Fournette is touching the ball way more than everyone else. He's still getting involved in the receiving game. What do we have for his receiving number? 22 and a half? That seems a bit high. What about receptions? Three and a half. That seems like a lot. Let's run the Sims on that. Three and a half receptions for Leonard Fournette. And just see what that spits us out. And you have to think, too, uh, if you're just playing the baseline for this game, right now, Tampa Bay is a six and a half point favorite on the road on Thursday night. It's down from seven as the opener. Now, if that goes to script, which you know NFL games don't exactly go to script every single time, that Tampa Bay will be playing from ahead in this game, which means they will be running more often than not, although they are one of the teams that throw above expectation way more than anyone else, like the Bills, the Chiefs. Uh, there's a few other teams, but the Bucks are number one right now in that category. So you can see more passing attempts than maybe you would think, but in a game where they're winning and could potentially effectively run the ball on the ground, probably fewer targets for Leonard Fournette because they're just not necessary. Plus, you do have Gio Bernard back taking a little bit in that. So let's fill this out on runthesims.com. We'll go to receptions, three and a half on Leonard Fournette. We'll put the juice back down to zero. <clears throat> and voila! <coughs> the under will hit 70% of the time on the three and a half. So I think that looks pretty good to me. A 70-30 split. I mean, it's not going to win every single time, but I like the way that this is shaping up. So we're going to go Quez Watkins under three receptions for the Eagles side. On the Tampa side, Leonard Fournette under three and a half receptions. And boom, three times your money on the $25 bet. You get win 75. Like I said, use code MMNNFL to take advantage of that match deposit and that free 25 bucks they're giving away for Tom Brady. Hopefully he doesn't like pull a hamstring during you know, practice and or pre during warm-up, and then all of a sudden you can't use him anymore. He doesn't get the one pass. But, you know, it's a really bizarre situation to have, have happened in this situation. So uh, those are the two that I like. Quez Watkins under three and Leonard Fournette under three and a half receptions. The double under, never fun to root for unders, but unders tend to hit more of the time than overs do. Plus, all the injury hedges end up going your way as well. So Fournette and Quez Watkins both, like, come up limp on the second play of the game. All of a sudden, guaranteed winner! Nothing wrong with that. Let's talk DraftKings for the week for Sunday Night Showdown. Now, this is what I actually think. I really like this prop tool on RunTheSims.com, but the single greatest tool that there is on RunTheSims.com is the DIY simulator. You can use the optimizer, but this is the one that I really like for single game simulations. It will run everything up to 10,000 times. So let's pick our slate. 
right now. Oh, do I want afternoon only? Absolutely not. I want Captain Mode DraftKings Tampa Bay versus Philadelphia. So you can see all of the baseline projections that have been put in right now. You know, the pace of the game, the rush rate, these are all customizable for what you want to do. And I don't want to give away the goods at runthesims.com, what the baseline actually puts out. What I want to do is input what I think is going to happen in this game. And you can see it's reflected right now. 28.8 projected points for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 22 2.6 that is the margin of three and a half but i have philly covering this game i think it's a three-point game tampa tends not to show up in these primetime games unless it's like the super bowl uh just when you go back and look at their performance over the past two years with tom brady as their quarterback in these spots it hasn't been great for them even dallas on opening night i mean they won that game but they didn't cover. We go back to that Bears game that they lost outright, the Giants game from last year. Uh, they, they should have lost, but they most certainly did not cover that spot. New Orleans last year, they got absolutely whacked. So I think if Philadelphia covers, this is probably a lower scoring game than maybe we see. Maybe I'm dead wrong on that, but let's drop down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to 24 points, and we're going to put the Philadelphia Eagles at 21 points. We'll call this a three-point game. And that probably means there's probably a bit more rush. Hey, you know what? We'll keep everything in in terms of pace. We'll up Philadelphia's a little bit and say 62 plays in the game. And we'll have the rush rate. Ah, 40% looks pretty good for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I actually think the rush rate is going to be a little bit higher because of Jalen Hurts in this spot where I think he's going to do a lot of running. So we're going to bump that up to 45 and the rushing TD ratio up to 45 where that's probably going to be a little bit down and it is we'll just call that an even 35 for the tampa bay buccaneers all right so i've had some of my own custom inputs put in this game right now so now we need to think how is this going to go well uh eight percent share of the rushes for tom brady now nah, let's not do that let's bump that down to five percent is ronald jones really going to get 25 i don't think so i think that those are going to go to Fournette. bernard will bump up to 10%. We never see Keyshawn Vaughn, but one carry wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility unless he's deemed inactive before the game, and then this will be updated in terms of the baseline projection. So now what do we have? We have 89%. Let's chuck those on to Uncle Leo and bump him up to 68% of the rushing share. So that's the backfield, how I've customized the backfield for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The TD market share of rushing touchdowns let's bump leo up to 70 percent. let's bump down ronald jones to 10 percent and see what that gives us down here 101 percent. all right let's just uh we'll take brady up to 14 percent. maybe it's one of those games where he sneaks in two touchdowns who knows i don't know i'm still above my number all right let's just keep him back down at 13 percent and see what that does there we are we're back down at 100 percent. i always like to make it uh 100 percent. so okay now let's talk about the passing game we know that Godwin's a little bit banged up, and really, it's been Mike Evans who continues just to pile up all of this yardage, not necessarily on the most targets, but his A dot just tends to be a lot better. That's why his catch rate is a little bit down, but we've bumped him up in terms of the market share to kind of adjust for that, and the TD market share, which really does seem to be his when they get inside the red zone. That's who they tend to be throwing to in these matchups. I actually don't mind these at all, but let's just say it's more of, we just had an Antonio Brown game, and Antonio Brown tends to go boom or bust in these spots so let's bump him down say it's not an antonio brown game we'll just bump his market share down to 10 percent. that gives us nine percent to mess around with uh we're gonna take down ronald jones to zero percent of the market share of catches and we'll bump up geo to eight leonard fournette at eight giovanni bernard at nine antonio brown down to 10 that still gives us nine to play around with let's just bump up evans to 23 let's bump up godwin to 20 percent do we really think that Tyler Johnson is going to get 
8% of the targets. Now, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, so we'll bump him down to 5%. Braid at 13% seems about right. Maybe we need to bump up Antonio Brown a little bit more. We'll bump him back up to 12%, uh, and then we'll go 25% and 23% for both Evans and Godwin. So that's how we're going to allocate everything, and you can mess around with the catch rate and the market shares of touchdowns if you want to as well. But this is the way that I'm going to go with it for right now. We could probably even bump up. You know what? I'm going to take away 25%. We're going to bump Mike Evans back down to 23%. Chris Godwin back down to 21%, and we're going to chuck that 4% on to O.J. Howard because maybe that's where you want to attack the Eagles is in the middle of the field. So that's how we've kind of done everything up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. We've adjusted their points down, their rushing TD rate down, and we've bumped up the change up the percentages because I don't think that you want to say that Evans, Brown, and Godwin are the guys that are going to absolutely dominate in this game. Just We so rarely see those three guys all come through in the same spot. I think you're better off telling yourself a story especially if you're only going to play like i'm not going to play 150 lineups you're playing 150 lineups the baseline is the best thing to do because it's going to run together so many different combinations of you're not going to have those three guys in a lineup anyway you're going to have two of the three or one of the three along with the tight end or maybe the eagle side of the ball is the place that you want to go so that's why if i'm going to try to optimize my results for fewer lineups i really want to make a stance on certain players so it gives me the best optimal lineups possible for the guys that i like the best when i input these numbers so let's get to the philadelphia side of the ball market share of rushing for jalen hurts 30 percent. yeah i can dig that and you know what we're gonna bump up his td market share of rushing touchdowns because i think that miles sanders at 50 percent and jalen hurts at 33 percent is wild so let's just make Jalen Hurts, a 50%, a 50% chance of doing this and bump down Miles Sanders to 30%. And we will bump up Kenneth Gainwell to 19% of the market share of touchdown. Okay, so we have Jalen Hurts at 30% of the rushing share. Miles Sanders at 46, Kenneth Gainwell at 24. Just play around with that a little bit. I don't want to make Hurts too good because he's going to be in every lineup, which he probably should be anyway. But let's just bump down Miles Sanders a little bit to 40%, which means we're going to bump up Kenneth Gainwell to 30%. Seems easy enough. That's a that's the way that we can go about that. Receiving share, 8 and 9. Yeah, let's make Sanders 11%, and let's make Gainwell 6%. So we're still at 100% now. Now we look at what is going on in the receiving game here. Devonta Smith is second in the league in air yards right now. Sorry, in unrealized air yards because he's not getting connected with deep down the field. That probably changes in this game. So of the market share of receiving touchdowns that could be possible here, I'm going to bump him up to 35% because I just think that's where it is likely to go. It's going to be him at 35%. I'm going to bump Zach Ertz up to 25% with no Dallas Goddard in this game. So Dallas Goddard still has market share filled in for him right now, but where he said at zero, he won't affect any of the simulations he has essentially just been taken out of the entire situation so now we're at 123 percent when it comes down to where everything is allocated so we can just take that away just to make the sims run along didn't even really do anything for me right there so greg ward uh greg ward four percent is actually probably pretty good uh let's just bump down regger to 10 and see what happens with that we still have one to get back 
just take away a 0.7% from Quez Watkins. So now we have 35% touchdown market share for Devonta Smith, 10 for Rager, 12 for Quez Watkins, 4.5 for Greg Ward, 25% for Zach Ertz. Is he probably going to be running? I doubt it's going to be 100% of the routes and snaps, but they so rarely ask Zach Ertz to block, and it's not like he runs downfield 500 yards. He's not going to get tired too quickly. It's like eight-yard routes for him. That's a good red zone presence that Jalen Hurts is going to run, to, that he can throw to, but you do expect Jalen Hurts to call his own number a lot of the time as well you can see all of the catch rates are kind of down for the Eagles receivers because the completion percentage for Jalen Hurts just isn't that high but you want that high strike offense and I think this is allocated pretty good I'm actually going to bump up Devonta Smith just a little bit let's call him 26 percent of the target market share and obviously that's not as good as it is on some other teams because the Eagles just don't pass the ball as much uh, Quez Watkins 10 percent yeah that checks out I'm going to bump our Sega Whiteside to zero and Greg Ward to four. So now that works. Now let's see. We can just take that down to zero. And all right. So we did have some more allocated at the moment for Dallas Goddard. So we'll just take that away from him. We're going to bump up Zach Ertz to 17%. As I mean, he might not be the only tight end running this entire game, but it's going to be pretty close. We'll bump Greg Ward back up to 7%. Now we have four more percent to play around with. We'll go Reger. 20% and Quez Watkins, 13%. We'll, we'll even see how the simulations end up working out with Quez Watkins when we look at his overall medium projections and see how that works out for us. So now we have successfully changed up the, the winning of the score of this game, 24 to 21. You've seen the pace get uptick, the rushing rate get uptick, and rushing ratio uptick for the Eagles. And each individual player's allocated differently from what the baseline projections were. So let's save it. And then we're going to run the Sims and see what this tells us right now. Hopefully, it still matches up with the prize picks that I played earlier. So this gives us Jalen Hurts ends up in the winning, the most optimal lineup 67% of the time. Tom Brady ends up in the optimal lineup 61% of the time. Fournette, 59%, 49% for Devonta Smith, and 46% for Chris Godwin, which even though we decreased his number that really didn't make that much of a difference in terms of what the optimals ended up telling us. So that's pretty revealing when we go and look at it. Now, as captains, Brady is way lower because that's the potential ceiling on a lot of these guys. I mean, Brady has this weird ceiling because he can throw 400 yards and five touchdowns, but he doesn't have a chance of rushing for 100 yards and throwing for 300 yards like Jalen Hurts does. That makes him the overwhelming captain. So the best captains right now would be Hurts, Fournette, Devonta Smith, Chris Godwin, and after that, it would be Brady and Mike Evans uh, up next when we look at it. So let's take a look at the projections for the game. I just want to see how Quez Watkins is doing here. Quez Watkins for 2.7 receptions on 4.5 targets. Excellent news. He's hitting the under on those. How about you, Fournette? Oh, two, 3.5 targets. That was his over-under for receptions. All right, and we moved him up in the receiving totals as well, so the medium projections do not like him to go over that number, same as Quez Watkins. So, you know, the, again, there's your prize picks play, the double-under on both those guys, but let's just look at our custom lineups. So when we ran this 10,000 times, this is the lineup, optimally, that came out 16 times when we went through it. Devonta Smith is the captain. Leonard Fournette, oh God, Quez Watkins, 
Jalen Hurts, Zach Ertz, and Chris Godwin. So you have the correlation with Jalen Hurts still in it. Uh, you don't have any of the rushing game besides Jalen Hurts for the Philadelphia Eagles. And then you just take two one-offs. So a 4-2 Philly Buccaneers stack. I'm sure that's going to be contrarian. The one issue is, is that is giving out you know all $50,000 of salary. And the reason that Quez Watkins pops up in the optimal lineup, because when we simulated this so many times, he's a really good price point on DraftKings. And when he hits his like 95th percentile outcome he has a really really good game so he's going to end up in an optimal if that happens so that's what we're thinking about now this is usually better constructed for people once again playing 150 lineups so if you're playing single entry or three max you're just playing five or ten lineups whatever it might be you might want to speak to one that's a bit more i mean that's pretty contrarian but using all of your salary is not super contrarian so these next two lineups both with devonta smith as captain as you're seeing he's popping up optimally as a captain a lot of the easiest builds you can make i kind of like this one it's devonta smith leonard fournette antonio brown Hertz, Ertz, and Rager. It's tough fading Brady on the slate, but you absolutely cannot say not play everyone. This one leaves $800 on the table. I think that's the way that I want to go. I don't have the most faith in Zach Ertz or Jalen Rager, but if that's a story that I'm telling myself about this game, this is the lineup that I would want to play. If Philly covers, loses by a field goal, and the scoring is a bit lower than we think that it could be, at least in terms of the over-under, that would be the best way to play this as a contrarian tournament play. Now, you can go put input all your own customizations i just showed you how to do it it was super simple you can even oh what's this right here oh download cvs easy game then you can just go upload and pick and choose the ones that you want to go upload uh in those and if you just want your season long stuff what you think is going to happen you can do this for every game on the main slate obviously you can just go in and amend each of the games like i did when i went to the inputs you can just pick the slate pick the games and boom you're off to the races when it comes to this that's all at runthesims.com you can use slash mayo to get yourself a discount and just make like life easy on yourself especially if you're really into customizing and really telling the story of each of the game or if you have a big lean on one player and you want to get him into optimal lineups well just boost up his numbers and see what happens and get him in there and then generate your own lineups run the slash mayo to get yourself that discount right now and if you want that free money at prizepicks.com use the code mmnnfl at First deposits for first time customers only. Uh, and then you need to deposit 100 bucks, get your deposit match of 100 bucks. We're up to 200 bucks. You get the free money for the 25 bucks. So you play a $25 entry of Quez Watkins receptions, three, and Leonard Fournette receptions, three and a half, and take double under, win three times your money, and boom, you're good to go. Plus, it makes you eligible because you have money on prize picks now to play in the Mayo Media Props Contest. We run it every single week. You play five guys on Sunday. Um, you pick the rover under no Monday night football people and you just play one entry for $7 and 11 cents. That amount qualifies it for the Mayo media network prize picks props contest, the season long props contest. You win 10 times your money. If you win, so you $7 and 11 cent entry, not that much money. I mean, maybe it's a lot of money for someone. If you're watching the show, I doubt that it is. Uh, and so on prize picks, you win 10 times your money, you have 71 bucks. But if you go five for five, because you're, you played the $7 and 11 cent entry, that means you're qualified for our contest. You get a bonus 50 bucks on top of that too. So it works out to be 17 times your money. If you can go five for five, I have not been going five for five. I do have an over five week. I don't have a five for five week yet. So hopefully I can rectify that this week and I can build my bank or roll with this Thursday night contest. I am Lauren Carpenter. You can find me at Stepmom Lauren. And today is Wednesday, October 13th. We are headed into week six. And because it's Wednesday, 
That means your waivers have probably already processed and you may have missed out on some guys that you were desperate to get, but that's okay. That's what I am here for to give you some streams, dive into that dumpster and see if we can find somebody that we can plug in to help you with your lineups this upcoming week. But remember, prizepicks.com, everybody. It is a super fun platform. I am slightly addicted. I love prize picks and we have a very special promo going on right now. If you use the promo code, M-M-N-N-F-L, and you set a Thursday night football lineup of five over-unders, set it up. If Tom Brady completes a pass, you automatically get $25. This is for new signups only. Not only that, but you get your deposit of up to $100 matched. So there's two awesome things going on here right now. Your deposit of up to $100 matched. And uh, if you set a Thursday night lineup, as long as Tom Brady completes a pass, you get $25. So head on over to prizepicks.com and sign up if you have not done so already. Remember, M-M-N-N-F-L. There's a link in the description of this video. And speaking of awesomeness with prizepicks.com. We also have our 7-Eleven challenge. That's right. It's not too late to get involved because we have prizes for first, second, third. We have prizes for right in the middle and we have prizes for coming in dead last. That's right. So you still have a chance to get involved and it's very easy to do. Once you sign up, just go ahead and do five over unders for the Sunday and Thursday slate of games. Just make sure that it is not a Monday night game because We calculate we, I say we, it's prize picks. They calculate all of that on the Sunday games and also Thursday games. But if you do submit a Thursday lineup, remember you are locked in. Pat Mayo likes to wait until the very last minute to set his lineups. I like to do mine early. Either way, we tend to either hit or miss on these, which is why it is so much fun. Again, five over under picks. And the way they track it is if you change your bet amount to $7.11. It's very easy. Remember to change that bet amount. Five over under picks. And uh, let's go ahead and just jump right into what I have already submitted for the 7-Eleven challenge. Let's put that up on the screen here for you so you can follow along with me. Firstly... I have Derek Carr, and there's a lot of kerfuffle going on right now with the Raiders, uh, rightfully so, uh, because of what happened with uh, former head coach John Gruden. But I have an over on a half of an interception for Derek Carr. I have a feeling that that is definitely going to be happening for him. I also have the over on James Robinson running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have the over of 15 fantasy points. I think he'll score more than that. I also have wide receiver Chase Claypool on this list at over 69.5 receiving yards, because Juju Smith-Schuster is out for the season. I have Najee Harris speaking. I guess I'm just going all in on the Pittsburgh Steelers here. I have him over 70 and a half rushing yards because let's face it, they really do need to rely on the run and he is the one that sees all of the touches. And then I also have a Thursday night matchup here with Tom Brady. I have him under 301 and a half passing yards and the reason I have him under is not only is that a lot, but he has a pretty hurt thumb. So that does worry me just a little bit for Tom Brady. So I think that is a smash play under 301 and a half passing yards. So let's dive right into some of these injuries that I've already alluded to. Now I'm going to bring up a handful of names, but it's Wednesday. So it's very clear that um, it's going to be not clear. That's kind of what happens on Wednesdays because there's always that question mark around so many dudes because 
they get a rest day today. It's Wednesday, especially veterans. So if you see that cue today, Wednesday, don't freak out. Just make sure that you tune in to Friday's episode with Pat Mayo because he goes over all of the injury news that you need to know after a full week of practice. But when it comes down to that Thursday game, Griff is also going to be a little bit more specific. But I'll go ahead and throw a couple names out here for you just so you know. Rob Gronkowski, he's out. So you can't put that in your over-under either, unfortunately, because it just doesn't count. Tom Brady, he is expected to play. Like I mentioned, he has an injured thumb. Also, Chris Godwin, this is one is interesting. So he was, I believe, a limited participant in Tuesday's practice, and I think they have a walkthrough today, which is Wednesday. It's worth noting, it's like an ankle-knee injury. Keep your eye on Chris Godwin. That's going to be a major blow for Tom Brady, who is likely going to be dinking and dunking. Because of that thumb, he may not be having those long bombs downfield. And another interesting one that popped up that I am worried about, it is Tight end TJ Hawkinson. This is a pretty serious issue. He did not practice with a knee injury. This is something that the Lions are really going to have to try to work around because Quintus Cephas is out as well. So that leaves one wide receiver that I'm going to bring up in a little bit on the show that you can possibly pick up and slate in there if you believe in the Detroit Lions wide receivers, which I do not. But it's still worth mentioning just in case you're in deeper leagues or maybe you believe in them. I mean, I wish I did because my husband's a Lions fan. And I'm kind of a Lions fan too, especially after the heartbreak that we have witnessed so far this season and Dan Campbell crying on TV. I'm sorry, I'm a sucker for that. Sue me. But without further ado, let's dive into our dumpster and streamers, sex, you know, we got snorkels, we've got lit trash cans, we've got all sorts of things that we have to dive into, but sometimes it is a necessary evil that we must do when it comes to setting our fantasy lineups. Let's start first with our quarterback streamers. I don't know why this player is not more rostered, and you have probably heard me say his name many, many times. And guess what? You're going to hear it again. It's Taylor Heineke for the Washington football team. Somehow he is only 21% rostered, but that's okay. He had a pretty crappy game against New Orleans. Kind of understandable. New Orleans defense... They can be pretty good, even though they have been a little mm, of late. They really uh, stepped up to the plate when it came to uh, facing off against Washington and Taylor Heineke last week. But they have the Chiefs this week. And the Chiefs have allowed the most points to the quarterback position so far in 2021. They are very porous on defense. You're going to see me picking on them throughout the week when it comes to starts and sits. When it comes to DFS, there's a lot of value plays there as well. So Taylor Heineke, I really like him as a streaming option. Another one, um, these next two are a little bit more spicy, but we're a little thin at the quarterback streaming position here, but Mac Jones for the Patriots, he is only 18% rostered and they are facing Dallas and Dallas has allowed the fourth most points to quarterbacks, although their defense is starting to step up. So I don't love this play, but again, you might be desperate, especially if you have Russell Wilson, who is out for several weeks. That is kind of a bummer. And then the super duper spicy, muy caliente take. Davis Mills. Okay, hi, I see you. He stepped up to the plate last week for the Houston Texans. I mean, what? Who knows if that's going to be repeatable, but they do have the opportunity to do so this week against the Colts, who have allowed the third most points to the quarterback position. And Davis Mills for the Texans is only 2% rostered, so he is likely available if you're desperate. It does happen sometimes. 
Now let's move along to our tight end position. As I mentioned, Rob Gronkowski is out. So if you need a tight end replacement, if you've got issues at the tight end position, which we all do, that and the running back, it just seems like it's an absolute wasteland all the time. Cameron Brait for the Buccaneers is only 22% rostered. Um, the Eagles have allowed the 10th most points to the tight end position. I know it kind of stinks because they play on Thursday night, so you're kind of locking in that tight end spot, but... You never know. Again, Tom Brady may not be able to make those long bomb plays that we are used to seeing from him. So this may be a lot of dinks and dunks, and Cameron Braid has the opportunity to be that person for Brady to help move the chains down the field when they don't constantly hand it off to Leonard Fournette. So, yeah, I kind of like this one. I think it's kind of sneaky, and I especially like having him on a DFS single-game lineup. Another tight end, Ricky Seals-Jones. Okay, I know. It's... It's Ricky Seals-Jones. Okay, I get it. But he is only 13% rostered. And like I said, we're picking on the Chiefs here. The Chiefs have allowed the fifth most points to the tight end position. Remember, there is no Logan Thomas. There is a banged up Curtis Samuel. And Taylor Heineke is going to need to throw it to someone aside from Terry McLaurin or J.D. McKissick. And I believe that could be Ricky Seals-Jones moving forward. He did see eight targets against the very staunch New Orleans defense especially when it comes to defense against the tight end. He saw eight targets. I know his ending stat line wasn't, you know, crazy through the roof, but there is potential if one of those happens to be in the end zone. So Ricky Seals-Jones for Washington football team, 13% rostered. And last but not least, another Muy Caliente take. I have a few of these in here for you. Mo Cox, speaking of the Colts, he is 6% rostered. They are facing Houston, and Houston is terrible against the tight end position. And when I say terrible, I mean the most terrible. They are the worst in the NFL when it comes to defending against tight ends. So I like Moali Cox in this. There's also the opportunity for Jack Doyle. But let's go Moali Cox just to have some fun. 6% rostered. And finally, to finish up our streamers section here before I dive into my uh, burning pile of dumpster trash. Defenses. Another thin one this week, but there is still potential. Green Bay Packers. They are likely to already be rostered. However, they are still only 47% rostered in Yahoo leagues. So there is the opportunity for them to be available for you. And I bring them up because they're playing Chicago and rookie quarterback Justin Fields. And Chicago has allowed the ninth most points to opposing defenses. And next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. If this sounds familiar, it's because I've had these on my waiver column in multiple articles as well as a video for Mayo Media Net that I released on Monday night that you likely saw that night or Tuesday morning. But the Cincinnati Bengals are 36% rostered. They're facing the lines. So there's that. And especially because their number one wide receiver right now, I believe, is just Amon Ross St. Brown and TJ Hawkinson is hurt. So, yeah. Bengals have the opportunity to kind of feast here on the Lions offense and the Lions have allowed the seventh most points to opposing defenses. Last but not least, the Miami Dolphins. They are 25% rostered and they are facing the beleaguered Jacksonville Jaguars who until this all this crap happened with John Gruden, their their off-field drama was the one that was permeating all of the news streams, but there's still a lot of you know, just weird stuff going on with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they have also allowed the second most points to opposing defenses. All right, let's go ahead and put on our hazmat suits, plug our noses, and let's dive right into that giant green dumpster that is just, you know, steaming putrid grossness. All right. 
Like I mentioned about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the need for Tom Brady to be dinking and dunking Giovanni Bernard. He is 19% rostered. I don't love this because the Eagles, while there is a beautiful matchup against running backs, it is not against pass-catching running backs, which is what Giovanni Bernard is. However, there are a lot of injuries to the running back position. If you didn't spend $80-plus dollars of fab on either Devontae Booker or Damian Williams or you missed out on Daryl Williams, there you might just have to do this, okay? And I totally get it, but Giovanni Bernard has been very sneaky in the passing game for Tom Brady, and there is the opportunity for him to see short field work and make the most out of it that he possibly can. Again, I don't really love this, but the one thing that is interesting, Philadelphia has allowed the 10th most points to the running back position Pass catching wise. And they are third, they have allowed the third most red zone targets. Okay, so that does give me a little bit of hope, although that really hasn't turned into much so far for pass catching running backs, but they haven't been the Buccaneers or Giovanni Bernard. So you never know. There is a little bit of hope, despite on paper it may not look that great. So Khalil. Herbert, for the Bears, another one if you missed out on Damian Williams. He is 24% rostered, and he did see quite a few touches. He had 18 rush attempts with 75 yards against Vegas. Now, all it takes is him for you know to fall into the end zone for him to make your fantasy day here. So Khalil Herbert is an option. He's now the RB2 since David Montgomery is not coming back until like week 11. So If you missed out on Damian Williams, you still might have a shot at Khalil Herbert for the Bears, 24% rostered. And also, this one is another one that's likely rostered, but if he's not, swoop him up, J.D. McKissick. Okay, so he is 40% rostered, available in roughly 60% of leagues. Antonio Gibson is dealing with a shin fracture of some sort, and yet he's playing through it. So there is a possibility, which you know, seems to happen quite a bit that J.D. McKissick will be involved in the running and passing game for Taylor Heineke against the very porous Chiefs defense. Need I say more about that whole thing? Like I said, we're picking on the Chiefs. Last but not least, I have a very sneaky start, sneaky pickup for this week, and I hope it pans out because this is the kind of research that I love to do, and when something really jumps out at me, it gets me very excited. But Kenny Gainwell, this is another Thursday night game, so if you don't trust playing it, I get it, but I have a really good feeling about this. On paper, it's not pretty because the Eagles are going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are very staunch, they're very good, but they have a very poor secondary. And that just doesn't mean points for wide receivers or tight ends. It also means points for pass-catching running backs. They have allowed... 42 receptions to the running back position, uh, which is the most, I believe, um, in the entire league. They have allowed the fourth most yards to pass-catching running backs at 301 total yards, and they are tied for third most in passing touchdowns allowed to running backs. Miles Sanders is obviously not going to be on the waiver wire, and Miles Sanders really hasn't been involved in the passing game thus far, so this means a big opportunity for Kenny Gainwell of the Eagles. Again, he is only 36% rostered. This is kind of a ste- uh, like a sneaky little stat that you can find that doesn't necessarily jump out at you when it's you see that red TB next to his name on who he's facing. But Kenny Gainwell, remember that. I have a, have a good feeling about that. So if you don't want to start him in your redraft leagues, I get it. Try that in a DFS lineup, you know? Might as well, because I really like that weakness that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have against the pass-catching running backs. 
Now, moving on from running backs, let's go to wide receivers. Jalen Rager of the Eagles. I know there are so many Thursday night games here, but there is a lot of opportunity as well, especially against the Buccaneers secondary, like I'm just picking on with Kenny Gainwell. If you don't have a chance to get Gainwell, you might have a chance to pick up Jalen Rager. My word of caution, he is the wide receiver three behind Quez Watkins and Devonta Smith. Um, So it's not awesome, but Jalen Hurts might have to just throw, throw, and throw. So if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, very limited secondary is going to be focused on Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins, that will give Jalen Rager some opportunity here because the Buccaneers have allowed the second most points to wide receivers. And he will be touchdown dependent, just be aware of that. But again, desperate times, desperate measures. Speaking of desperation, like I mentioned, Amon Rao St. Brown for Detroit. He is only 15% rostered. They are playing Cincinnati, who are not great, but not horrible against wide receivers. But again, this is a necessity play. He is a healthy-ish warm body that is going to be on the field. So especially if you are in deeper leagues, he is one I would swoop up and play if you absolutely had to. And last but not least for our wide receivers, Randall Cobb, 14% rostered okay I know he didn't have like an amazing showing last week okay whatever but still they're playing Chicago who has allowed the 10th most points to wide receivers and this is Aaron Rodgers that we are talking about here I have a feeling he's going to want to unruffle the feathers by having a big game after almost getting beaten by Joe Burrow in the Cincinnati Bengals so uh Randall Cobb 14% rostered if he's available swoop him up Make it happen. Everybody, that is all from me. Take a look at those waivers. Remember, take a look at who your league mates dropped to make room for whoever it was that you missed out on, but they still had to make room in their lineups to get it done. Also remember, sign up for prizepicks.com. Use the promo code MMNNFL. And not only do you get your deposit of up to $100 matched, but if you put in a TNF entry and Tom Brady completes a pass, you get $25 on top of that for new members. Also, don't forget, sign up for that uh, promo code if you need to because there's also the 7-Eleven Challenge. Set up your 7-Eleven Challenge lineups. Go ahead and submit those. Please like this video. Also, please subscribe because we have so much content coming out on Mayo Media Network. Make sure you tune in specifically on Friday for a little bit more clarity on those injury reports. And good luck in week six. You will see me on Monday going over the prize picks leaderboard and getting you set up for week seven waivers. Good luck, everybody.